Thanks for the joy that you've given me. I think I want to go and stand ball. Oh, get a nice roll with them seats. And the finest meats from Italian delis. Oh, give me the meats, boy. I want to see that roll. I want to get lost and fucking stand ball and drift away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the meats, boy. I wanna see that roll. I wanna get lost and fucking same boat and drift away. Oh, won't you let me drift away? All right, here we go, baby. We are live. We are live. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sam Boner Show. Here, as always, Mr. Colin Thompson. I'm Sam Boner Mick. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This show could not be possible if it wasn't for our good friends over at Berardi Brothers in Southampton, Sea Isle, Hmm. Uh, Lilo's Pizza in Haynesport, New Jersey. And last but not least, Cafe Carmela out of the Northeast Philadelphia, opening up a new location in Huntington Valley, coming very soon to a theater near you. So big thanks to our our friends of the show and sponsors. And then, obviously, we have the Original Fudge Kitchen. Tell us a little bit about the Original Fudge Kitchen, Colin. They ship it. That's the coolest part to me. All Jersey Shore folks know we can just walk down the street and pick it up all the way from Ocean City to Cape May. Six locations. But if you're not there and you want them to taste that Jersey Shore and that saltwater taffy and that fudge, some of those people got it for Easter. The Easter Bunny stopped by, dropped off some fudge, Mick. Fudgekitchens.com, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Mickey? Exactly what we need in life. A little fudge, a little cheesesteak. Life is good. We got a big show on our hands here, Colin. Big show on our hands. I love this. So uh, for anyone just tuning in, call to the bullpen. We're naming it Call to the Bullpen. Last call of the bullpen session, we had uh, Lieutenant Grant Samboner, Grant Callahan. We had Carla doing a hot Sambone right on the scene in, in Fishtown. Who else we had? We had uh, Rev Ray. We had Yo Neary. We had DJ Andy. And we had Fidel Gastro. So if anybody didn't tune in to the first call of the bullpen session, go back, give it a listen. So fun. We're, we're, ah, so much fun. And we're right back at it. We got... Maniac Malloy coming on in about five, 10 minutes. And we have Dave Wes, AKA Feeding Time TV. Uh, couples just, you know, Sam Boners that have been uh, part of this cult following from the very, very beginning. Couldn't be more excited to have both of these guys on. Uh, but in the meantime, we got some shit on our hands here, man. We got some, some big fucked up news with the Sam Boners and the Sam Boner hood. The, the Sam Boner page. My baby, we've been building this thing from the fucking ground up for the last two years, was ripped out of our goddamn hearts, Colin. We were hacked. The Sam Boner page was hacked. I don't know if it was two 10-year-old twin brothers out of fucking Nigeria, maybe a couple guys in India. I don't know. I'm not here to call out anybody's nationality, but who in their fucking right mind would have the nerve to take away the Sam Boners? But I got news for you, Colin. Consider this a PSA. Nobody's going to take the Sam Boners away from the Sam Boners. The Sam Boner train continues to chug on. The Sam Boner show, we're here for you. We ain't going anywhere. If we get the page back, great. If we don't, we restart and we build it right back up because there is no stronger nation than Sam Boner Nation. So 
Let's fucking go, baby. Let's go. Mick, it is uh it's been a pleasure working together. There's nothing like the Sandboner page. I, you know, people come from all over the scream and yell and yo, Sandboner, and love what you do. And, you know, I got people come up to me when I'm at this NFL media event last week. Dude, I love you know your podcast, love your media company, been following your playing career, love the Sam Boner stuff. So it's all intertwined and it's so much fun. And there's nothing like it for those that are just joining. And also for those that have been a part of it, the Colt, we have to stick together here, folks, and pull this thing through, support the Sam Boners, keep pumping it. Stay tuned because the Sam Boner Show, Sam Boner Nation page will be the page moving forward. So get on there, follow it. And then when we get the Sam Boner Show back, or Sam owner page back, it will go back to that. That's a little update from. Yeah, Nick. maybe the fucking guy that took the page will make a debut, Colin. Right? Like, come on. How come funny through. would that be? Is where the guy gets hacked, feels horrendous, ends up becoming friends. He's like sponsoring the show. <laughs> Look really at like, me, I'm the Sam Boner now. <laughs> it's Jimmy from Delco just wanted to see how long we could squirm for, and he's like, Nah, just kidding. I'll give it back to you. Thank you, Jim. No, nah, but uh, like, dude, can I talk about that for a real quick second? Like, you can, Max, what kind show. of world do we live in, dude? Like, this guy wanted $150. I actually had enough people come up to me and say, I'm not going to throw out names, but we had one individual say, just, just let me pay the $150, please. Let me pay the $150 and see what happens. I go, dude, it's the biggest waste of money ever. It's the biggest trap. There's a reason he's asking for $150. If he wanted more, maybe we would give him more, but $150 is just a, a kind of a trap. So we gave him the $150. Sure enough. Yeah, what do you think? I'm going to give you this page for 150. I need 50 more. I got a, I got a partner here. I'm like, who's your partner? Your 10 year old fucking twin brother? Give me a break already. So right now he's holding us ransom for another fifty dollars. I said, no way, no way. We're going to take a different route. I'm not going to get into that. But like, are there that many mean people out there in the world that like just want to like rip people's hearts out? Like I heard another horror story yesterday. This girl was running a boutique. Uh, out of Instagram, 400,000 followers making, you know, upwards into six figures, selling dresses and jewelry. And boom, she got hacked and that page was gone. Her career took a huge step back and she had like, you know, like that kind of stuff out there. Like there's terrors out there, dude. I call them terrors that want to just- Twitter got hacked. Your Twitter, Twitter got hacked. Oh, I, yeah. I, I started that when I was a sophomore junior in high school you know and i was excited when i remember hitting 100 followers and they were all like gator fans when i committed to florida and then i was i just remember the road with it right i would transfer to temple and every time i tweet i lose like a thousand followers because they're all gator people thinking that i left on purpose when i didn't and then all of a sudden i go on twitter on saturday and i can't log in can't log in can't log in and within literally 30 seconds i got five emails your uh is this your account somebody logged in your emails changed passwords change is this you is this you is this you <laughs> gone so Jesus uh, Christmas, that's man. my baby too so i i understand your pain but we yeah, do have two step factor man it's a real thing make sure anybody out there listening go into all your social accounts all your email accounts set that two-factor authentication up uh that'll protect you it really will mick are we ready for maniac because he's sitting in the bullpen oh man i'm not so sure about that it's too early for this oh god Look at this Ladies guy. and gentlemen, the pride of Shelfon, Pennsylvania, Mr. Maniac Malloy. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. It's, it's been a long, long time, time coming, coming, buddy. Long time coming. So happy you joined the show today, dude. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Colin. How we doing? How we feeling? How's a the uh... a Central Bucks guy? Wow. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Sancho yeah. Prep Central. Yeah, Buster yeah. I got it. Yeah, I got a little mm-hmm. beef with you, Colin. So you uh, before yeah. we get into that beef, are you like taking the hour journey down to prep every day? Yeah, yeah, I still go down. I'm a senior. I'm a senior in high school. So <laughs> yeah. No, I used I used to do uh it was an hour forty five bus ride. So I jump up with my dad. He was a uh five forty two operating engineer. He'd be up at the crack of dawn, he'd grab me and uh, another kid actually in the neighborhood. Shout out Kurt Seifert, the goat. And uh, we'd run, we'd ride out to the Friendlies on 309. And we'd take an hour and 45-minute bus ride. We'd get on a bus at 620. And we'd arrive at 17th and Gerard. Dude, you're about... better off taking the train to Temple and walking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a nice neighborhood to walk. <laughs> hey, I did it. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, what's, yeah. your, what's your beef, though? Can't wait to hear this one. I, I heard you. I've heard you shouting out FTP, man. I, on, on this here uh, every podcast, so I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah, you. I'll say this: the football team pulls from seven states. That's more states than Penn State pulls from. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's not even real. Now I'm happy for you guys because you guys carry the baton for Philly. Now it's great, awesome. You guys got. I think we have more players in the NFL now still at Wood, which is awesome. Love that. But still. Uh, Huge fan of the prep, Skylar Morningweg, Al Howie, all my boys down there. Now, when did you go to prep? 2008 was my uh, graduating year. Back-to-back Catholic League champs, Damn. baseball. You missed my guy. a baseball player. Baseball guy, yeah. 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 Colin, this kid right here is, I got to tell you, he's one hell of an athlete. Is it, you're, you're a jack of all trades. You're an unbelievable Sam Boner. We'll get into that in a minute. But I had the opportunity to play with – uh, play golf with with Maniac Malloy, and I didn't know what to think. Right, we were just out there hacking it, take a look, take a swing. I gotta share this story though, because I haven't seen anything like it in in the, in the you know my lifetime playing golf. We step up to the fifth hole. This fucking guy breaks out his driver. He says, "You know what? I'm gonna drive this green right now." I'm like, "No, you're not, dude. It's 290 yards away. Nobody's driving this green." He steps up, takes one whack, knocks it to 15 feet with his driver. With his Thank driver. I mean, you know anybody out there driving par fours and per- providing the social media content that Mr. Maniac Malloy does? Like, so you're saying the double dip? You got to be able to do the social media and play golf. There's plenty of people that can just do that, but doing both is hard. <laughs> very, very, and having the dash like that from yes. from the white tees. <laughs> where, where are you playing up in Upper Bar? Are you like a Commonwealth guy? Are you look away? You know what I used to. I used to work there, actually, Conwell. That's probably where I played the most rounds of golf in my carrying life. The bag, carrying the bag? Or you, or no, you... you know what? I was cutting the grass, cutting the <laughs> cutting the tee boxes, cutting the greens every morning. That, any... that was my... <laughs> Do you have any good stories from that, though? There had to be some hysterical stories dealing with, like, oh. some pe- some asshole or dealing with, like, uh, you know, just... Well, we had, a, we had a greenskeeper by the name of Larry Schlipper. And this dude, he would ride around in his golf cart inspecting every little inch of that course. And he would be pounding bush beer like all day long. Like this dude was a straight alky. And he had a (laughs) raging, raging anger management issue. And I I used to do, you know, a pretty shitty job cutting the greens and the tee boxes, you know, and you'd like – cut it too short or you know you'd skin the green and you know members would com- complain so eventually i got pulled off of any grass cutting duties at one point and i was the water guy 
So I would water the flowers all across Commonwealth. I water the hot spots. And uh, at one point it was in July and it was crazy, crazy drought and it was so hot. So they would ask us to stay, leave work at like three o'clock in the afternoon, come back at six to water all the hot spots so that, you know, try to maintain the damage. So, you know, I, I leave, I come back worked like pretty much all day, come back. I'm kind of, you know, doing a lazy man and you would have to, you know, put the hose in and turn it right to, like to get Carl to the, from Caddyshack. Exactly. <laughs> right. To get, yeah, to get to be. your, to get to your water source. Right. But this, these pipes were made of like PVC piping. So, you know, they were pretty brittle after a number of years. So you had to be kind of delicate with it. I'm kind of like a bull in a china shop. So I put it in one day after, you know, working all day, sweating my ass off. And instead of turning it, I just kind of gave it a kick. And I, I hear this sound. <laughs> 60 foot geyser right out in front of the clubhouse, like on the ninth hole, like couldn't have been in a worse spot. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. And this is like a 60-foot geyser. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to fix this. Like, So I get the radio, mayday, mayday, mayday. We got an issue <laughs> on nine, on nine. Here comes Larry, and he's got a load on coming down, coming down the ninth hole. He was on the back nine, and he's coming down nine. And I see him, he's like, you stupid motherfucker, what the <laughs> fuck is fucking wrong with you? You dumb mother. He's cursing me out like you wouldn't believe. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I just jumped in my cart, rode back to the clubhouse, parked it. I was like, there's no way. Oh and that was my God. last day at Commonwealth. I quit on him right then was, and there. Was Dan Kelly like, the caddy master at the Dang. time? I think he might have been, For but sure. I really kind of stayed away from from up there. Legendary man, he, yeah. Dan, Dan actually, Kelly's a legend. He is a legend. I actually crashed a cart there last uh, summer. Um, You're welcome. At, back? An out, at an outing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had Patrick, he's the, the pro there. Dude, it's now. so funny um, you brought you. It's so funny you brought up Commonwealth. That happened to be my first job out of college i toted bags there as an eighth grader but my dad and used joints. to take us do you guys do you guys remember the tylenol kids classic sure like absolutely the, like the pro-am where you know charles barkley seth joiner michael jordan was there the one year i was actually just telling my daughter michael jordan almost ran me over with a golf cart and he saved me by grabbing my arm that's like my claim to fame michael jordan story no autograph he wouldn't sign for me but he did grab a hold of my arm when I was 12 years old. What? Yeah, dude, it was nuts. <laughs> That's why the same motor page blew up. You got touched by Jordan. Yeah. My, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. my father. My uncle, actually. Go ahead. No, no sorry. You're... Oddly enough, my father in law, my wife, I met at the University of Florida. They're from Houston, like a million degrees of separation. He played pro golf in that pro am. <laughs> Weird. Oh, oh, here we go. Jack, oh, Jack. So Jack wants to talk about being from. Being from Montgomery County and living right next to Commonwealth. Here we go. I was just going to say, yeah, I've probably lived directly next door to Commonwealth, and I've never stepped foot in that place. I didn't know people actually went there. I just wanted to say, like, I didn't know people actually. I've never seen a single person go into that place. What? It's like one of the most popular courses in the whole. Well, because that's how exclusive it is. Like, isn't it like you have to be an invite of an invite? That's like, there's nobody there. Exclusive. No. I've never. Look away. Look away is like that and some of the other ones, but now. No, it's more like a dual town country club, Commonwealth. 
This is great. Off the rails. I absolutely love this it. Now, Maniac. Thanks for coming in, Jack. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, I love you, buddy. Maniac, keep him the Sam Boner trail. Now, I used to crush. I was a I was a junior member there. Of course, my senior year, I joined, and then I broke my foot like two weeks later, so I never played. It was like, whatever. So I would go hang out with my buddies and like putt. But I would mix honey mustard and barbecue sauce at the halfway house on a chicken sandwich with bacon. And it was the most, I mean, on some, some member told me to do it. Like, okay. <laughs> Unreal. Now, were you hitting halfway house? I have a great halfway house. So we weren't allowed to any step anywhere near there being the ground screw. We were like second class citizens. This know? is so, so catty stack. This is so <laughs> But I will tell you this, we being part of the grounds crew, you would get the leftover food on Tuesdays from the outings on Mondays. Oh, yeah. So we had nice lunch every Tuesday from whatever leftovers, you know, came about. Um, you ain't getting no coke. No, you ain't getting no coke. No. Oh my god, glizzy season's right around the corner. Maniac, talk to us about last week, man. Do you do you live do you live for Masters Week? I seen you running around Citizens Bank Park with the with the Masters caddy suit, dude. What 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 inspires you to just wear that every day? You know what? It was Hamboys Golf. Hamboys Golf. Uh, follow them on Instagram. They're kind of a you know little dormant at the moment, but uh, Hamboys Golf was a an account created by two of my uh, good friends from St. Joe's Prep, Michael Wallace and Mike Overlees. Uh, Mike Wallace is a producer now for Barstool Sports, and uh, Mike Overlees he's a he's the head of videography for none other than P Diddy right now. But prior to working for them. They, uh, he did also, he also does freelance work, videography work for uh, Barstool. And prior to them kind of like, you know, moving on to bigger and better, we, you know, fell in line with everybody else and they fell in line with everybody else in the world trying to make these golf accounts. And they were, you know, being creative with it. I had just kind of really embarked on my, you know, full time, uh, you know, social media lifestyle that I was kind of taking on. And a friend of mine, um, he had this incredible story where he went to the masters, he made these caddy outfits, replica caddy outfits, and he stalked out the children of the players before the park uh -huh. contest. And he went down there, he right outside the gate, he figured out like what sizes they were, the names of all the golfers, all this stuff. And he waited right outside the gates and he, you know, knew what the wives looked like and everything. And he approached the wives and he handed them these uniforms, these caddy uniforms. And next thing you know, he gets an article in Golf Digest and his company blows up. And his name is Justin Pillmore. It's the caddy uniform. And now they are the, you know, official like replica caddy uniform where they get the uniforms that they wear actually for the masters. He gets them from the same place and he borders them, customizes them and everything. And, you know, at first it was just like a Halloween costume, mainly for children. And I was like, yo, Justin, you think you can get me one, you know, in an adult size? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. He was flying home from Arkansas. That's where he lives now. He's a Doylestown guy. He was flying home. We had the Hamboys Golf Invitational where it was like the first tournament where we were having a bunch of our buddies come out and just shoot content. And I wore it there and that's kind of where it's kind of taken off from. And 
it's one of my one of my claim to fame. It was like it was her. really really fun to see everybody's reaction at the Phillies home opener in that suit. You know, like lots of high fives, lots of slaps on the back. Oh man, that's awesome! I love that. So <laughs> it was it was cool. I probably I, wear that suit uh, outside of guy. You probably wear it more around Citizens Bank Park or. Uh, where else did I catch you? I saw you at a concert over the summer. This guy's walking through a tailgate at a concert, the music, the man music center with a golf bag clubs that the are fish, probably 150 years old, the fish show. And, uh, yeah, there's maniac Malloy, you know, four hair, teeing up a shot through the, <laughs> dude, it, keep it going, man. That, that is, dude, that is the, one of the best suits out there. It's definitely a conversation starter. It kind of disarms people and, you know, makes it a little easier to throw a camera in their face. So, so maniac, I, I have to ask you a question. Like, I got to get it off my chest. I, I, I sense I feel like a cooler in a way. So, little context, Colin. Maniac Malloy started this show called the Shot and a Beer Show podcast, if you will, out of your house, out of your garage. This is like honestly 2020, right when I got on the Instagram. I identified this show, this the the, the content that you were spitting out from this show. I honestly thought, and the rest of the OG Sandboners honestly thought, this is the best content on the Instagram. Fast forward two years, Pat and I, Sandboner Pat, go down to Bet Parks and get on the shot in a beer show. And that was the last episode, dude. Like, did we did we kill that show for you? <laughs> you or- guys killed it. Ever since then, they were no. the guys, the you know, the, the VP and president here. They said, enough, enough of this. It's over. But. <laughs> But no, what happened was we had this amazing studio and it's like right over this way through this wall here. And uh, we're doing a lot of different um, add-ons and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're adding space for us here and they're actually adding rooms at Bet Parks for uh, live dealers. So that's what happened to our studio. It got taken down. But good news, just last week we got an update. Nice. I'll be... We're bringing back a new studio. It's going to be on the fifth floor at Parks Racing, Parks East, they call it. It's on the fifth floor right next to where Jennifer Paquette makes the race call. And uh, so we're going to have our own little media room and studio. You guys will have to come and check it out uh, at the racetrack. The Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Like, so shout out to Green Day. What's next for you, Maniac? Like, you know, what, what, what's next? Like, the summer's here, baseball's off to a somewhat of a, you know, the Phillies are somewhat off to an okay, not great start four and eight, but I see you out there umpiring. Are you continuing to do that with the youth sports? Dude, come on, see this fucking guy's call. Yeah, what's your call? So, so I got to be a little, little quiet here because people actually do do work here beside me, (laughs) but I, so strike, strike one is usually Steve, right? That's the Steve. And then it's strike two is steep. And then strike three is steroid three. Or it's ha. That's my now is this mostly is this mostly youth sports that you're umpiring, Pat? These are these are eleven and twelves. Eleven and twelve. Now I have a twelve year old son who's who's in competitive baseball as well. Have you had any heated arguments with another eleven year old or twelve year old? You know what? I really I'm regretting this. Monday night, I was uh, doing a game, Cubs and Phillies. Oh, yeah. And there was a travel player, and he had already struck out twice in the game. So he was had a, he was a little ticked off. 
And, you know, we do chalk to chalk, chins to shins. Big strike zone for the intramural. Good. And this ball is on the chalk, all outside half. A pitch, you know, you probably don't want to swing at. But it's a strike. No, no doubt about it. 100% a strike. I give him the stick. He comes back into the box, this kid, 12 years old, and he does a – he points, like, into the other batter's box as if, like, here's where that pitch was. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not standing right there. So, I go I, – I hit – I say, time. I go – and I look at him. I go, what are you – what are you pointing at? And this kid, like, almost shit a brick. <laughs> and he, he, he shut up and then <laughs> – Next pitch, he strikes out on. But I go home and I sit down and I'm watching the Phillies in that 15-run game. And Nick Castellanos, he did the same thing where he pointed with the bat. Umpire immediately tossed him. Yeah, now, soft. I mean, I don't want to toss a kid. You're I soft. Mean, it's like, that's not the – you know, I don't want to throw a kid out. But I first game of the season – you know, I kind of wanted – I kind of wish I would have nipped that one in the bud and kind of – you know, put an end to the, you know, questioning the umpire first, first game of the season. Like, come on, you know, you toss one guy that might, that might set the tone for the season. So lots I'll be on top of the jibber jabber from parents. I'm sure. Yeah. Have you ever gone toe to toe with a pop net or mom? No, 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 because you know what I'm, you can tell I'm a little crazy. So I just, I learned this thing a couple years ago, coaching kids. It's you got to just out crazy the crazy because the kids are usually nuts. So if you just are a little bit more off center than the kids and the parents, they're just going to say to themselves, this guy's not worth it. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go there with this guy. So I'm yelling out and I'm, I do a good job. I get a lot of uh, pats on the back because I'm yelling out the count. All right. We got two, Deion Sanders. I go, we got two, two, two Staley. You know, I like, like, I get into it. All right, we're, we're full. All right, we're full. Three, two, Ricky Waters. You know, and people like jump into, you know, like that. So the parents appreciate it. The parents appreciate it because I'm screaming and yelling the whole game. Ricky but they Waters, know what the count is. Classic. They know what the count is. They know what inning it is. I like to yell out the inning before the, you know, the start. And I'm like, all right, let's get a batter. You know, I where, where are you umping these games at? Is this all over? I'm the umpire in chief for Lenape Valley baseball. Oh my God, LV, but baby. I'm, but I am, I have taken on a new assignment now. On Wednesday nights, I'm going to be umpiring a 35 and over men's modified softball league where, you know, not modified windmill is where they do this. And then, they have, you know, high arc, but then modified for them is they can bring their arms back as far as they want and then throw it as fast as they want. But, you know, so, they can't throw it too fast. But there's strikes and balls called in that. Lots of balls. Not okay, so um, question and more of a comment and a, just address to the San Boner Nation and to Mick and to you, Maniac, because we'd love to have you. Do you see what the green light pod is doing? Chris Long, Kyle Long, they have their own softball team. So yeah, maybe we, maybe we need the Sam Boner softball team, Mick. Oh, it's out there. As a matter it's of it's out there. They stink. They're terrible. We beat the yeah, crap dude, out of I, them. I put together. Yep, we put together uniforms for them, and uh, there was some content out there that, that we were pushing. Uh, unfortunately, the Sam Boner softball team, led by OG Sam Boner Drew, aka Italian Beef, 
put up a whopping 0 and 11 um <laughs> Oh, an 11 season. Where in the Sam Boner? No wonder we got hacked. No wonder this fucking Sam Boner thing is going through the tubes. The softball team stinks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't been recruited. Line. I haven't been recruited. I haven't pulled any of the wood baseball guys. I mean, we got Brian O'Grady on the team, pro baseball player. I mean, like, Mech, you got to loop me in on this type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, that was kind I of can provide the, the horses. I can provide the horses. That's on Drew. That's on so Drew. That- that league is the Doylestown Wood Bat Softball League. I know where that's I gotta, at. I got to tell you, the the road to the championship goes through the Skyline Tavern, which yeah, is man. my team. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, they you, recruited you wanna... Colin. They recruited the grill guy one week. Yeah, we brought <laughs> Kevin him came out. out and put a uniform on these guys. I, are you guys yeah, playing he... at the uh, – what's that? The rugby fields right there. The Manicor, yep. That's Doylestown yep. Airport. That's my stomping rides, pal. Yeah, I know. We crush beers and crush line drives. That's that's how we do it. So, Maniac, I, I'm, Maniac I'm, you, you've been a – dude, you've been a fucking consistent Sam Boner from this very minute it started, right? Weekend, sure. I'm sorry, month in, month out. You know the whole deal. You know, your, your last Sam Bone with your kid at Berardi Brothers just posting up. Like, that is the epitome of what Sam Boners is all about. But what continues to drive you to just continue to get out there, support us, support the page, pop in a Sam Bone, whether it be cheeseburger month, cheesesteak month. Like, I appreciate that. But it's just help the audience understand, like, what drives you to become a Sam Boner? Well, you know, there's no doubt I bought in from the from the jump. So I, I do respect the opinions and how I how I ended up at Berardi's is, you know, very simple because of you. And there really is not a lot of good spots to get a nice item like a cheesesteak around me i don't know if you you know feel the same way colin but cheesesteaks are are just you know they're they're not everybody can make a good cheesesteak that you really go out of your way for so southampton nice little like 25 30 minute drive for me you know i figured let's go for it and uh finn my son he's seven he just started eating cheesesteaks and he said to me dad i really love cheesesteaks and i know now why you eat them all the time <laughs> so i grab him from school on friday and we swing by berardi's and you know you delivered and when i stepped to the counter and i said yes yeah, sam boner nick sent me and they said oh that's awesome you know so many people have been coming in here and and saying saying this ever since you know that video so thanks a lot and i was like hey you know just doing my due diligence take a look take a bite baby yes sir we got dave Wes waiting in the wings here yo do you know him of course of course course. come on in yeah there he is the governor of life is (laughs) what's going on guys what's up dude? dude how are you I'm doing well. Just taking a break from my day gig and jumping on here with you, maniacs. Yo, Colin, this guy, this guy right here is the man. He labels himself on his Instagram page. Everybody, if you're listening at Feeding Time TV, his his phrase or his tagline is the chugger of life. Eat, party, and travel. I mean, does it get any better? Does it get any more Sam Bonerish than Mr. Dave Wes himself? I don't know. I, I love what you guys do. So, <laughs> well, dude, we we are big fans of your work as well. 
Uh, you, you obviously fit the bill, both you and Maniac. And Maniac, feel free to stay on. We hope you do. This has been a lot of sure. fun. This journey up until now, just, you know, getting to know all these different, I don't know, misfits, I like, I like to say. But Dave, <laughs> Dave, talk to us, man. Like, what inspires you, dude? Like, you, is there anywhere in Philadelphia that you haven't eaten? Yeah, I, I wish I could have, I could say I've been everywhere, but there's always new spots popping up or little places that like I've never heard of. Um, even with cheesesteaks, like people, like you have your like poppy stores, your corner stores, or even in Jersey, like Philly, they call them poppy stores. Jersey, they call them bodegas. But there's some good sandwiches coming out of these no-name shops too. Um, like just stopping in if you're in the neighborhood, pick something up. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many restaurants in Philadelphia. It's yeah, hard so to get like, a hold. To piggyback off of what Maniac Malloy was saying, and I get it, right? There is an art to a good cheesesteak. Mm -hmm. But are you finding that more and more places, thanks to you know Sarcones and Cooper Sharp Cheese, but like more and more places, like a lot of these cheesesteaks are just all starting to look alike, and they're all coming together, looking I don't know the same. They may taste a little different. Uh, obviously, you need that TLC, like I like to say, but I don't know. I just feel like all these new joints that keep popping up. It's like, well, that looks like this. That looks like that. I mean, you agree there? I, I do because you can like you look at Angelo's and you look at uh, the Cooper Sharp cheese that they started using. And I feel like they were the trendsetter before then. Like, uh, to be honest, I didn't know what Cooper Sharp was. I was a Land of Lakes guy or a Clearfield guy. Like I was always American um, over Wiz. But before Angelo's, I, di I didn't mess with Cooper, and now I put it on everything. Maniac, do you know the Land of Lakes trick with the box? Did you guys ever see that? No. <laughs> Pat, Feely, Pat Feely's dad showed me this trick once. So if you get the Land of Lakes box of butter, if you cut that out and the, the girl's knees, um, <laughs> the girl's knees, if you fold that up, the girl's knees Look like boobs? her breast. Her, yeah, I know this is a family show, Colin, but I'm just kind of feeling it. Kid show. Kid show. Not a kid show. This is definitely not a kid show. <laughs> we are not a kid's network at Not For Hall Media. Yeah, same with Bet Parks is probably not a kid show. Yeah, we have a show but... literally called Two Girls, One League. So, uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave, talk to us about your Dave, talk to us about your latest rant. I saw somebody else doing it too. Uh, so Barstool Philly did the cheesesteak brackets, Colin. You saw that maniac. You saw it too. You Andros takes oh yeah. I texted Dave. I Guys, texted we're doing Dave one next my year. dad. We're doing one next year. Like this is ridiculous. We're the pro like the same owners are the pros at it. So we have to, we're doing one next year. Pat. Absolutely. Good. I want to see. How did that happen? This, this real, his clickbait, his, his reel though, that he made pops Dave, up on talk about it, all dude. people. Oh, no, like it's. <laughs> I've had Delisandro's cheesesteaks pre and post pandemic, and both times, like I don't trash somewhere unless I've been there, and that's like a lot of a lot of things you see with people in the cheesesteak community. They they'll say that they had the best cheesesteak, but then they'll say when you ask them, like, "Oh, have you been to John's or Angelo's or Parardi Brothers?" Like, "Oh no, I don't know where they are." I was like, "How are you gonna say like?" That this is the best cheesesteak. It's like I get it. You got Delosandros when you were in college or in high school. It's where you live. It's your favorite cheesesteak because that's the only one you buy. I get it. You're loyal. And I, I'm, we were talking. Me and Maniac were talking about. Uh, I I get loyalty, but at the same time, there are so many restaurants, so many cheesesteaks in Philadelphia. If you are a true cheesesteak fan, you want to try to find the best. I want to find the best. Absolutely. Um, 
Quest for the best, baby. Yeah. That that word, the best, is loaded. That's a loaded <laughs> word because the best to most people is where they grew up going. This is all I know. This is the spot that I go to. So I, it's, it's it's a loaded word. No I, doubt about that. It's a great yeah. point. But I'll say this. We all know the best. Like, there's only like five of them, right, that are elite to me. Five to, to, to right, you could say ten that are truly, in my opinion, right elite, and we all kind of know that. Now, the one you grew up with, there's something special to it because, like, that's what we ate before every game or for every Eagles game or whatever. But and they're still good, right? That's why that's why my ratings like the elite, and then there's like the nine one to nine four range. It's like this is special to me, and then you're just everything else below it. It's just okay. Yeah. Well, we get a lot of we get a lot of gr- grief for ri- ri- riffraff. Just because, you know, where are the bad reviews? Where are the bad reviews? Like, I always say this. We're, we're on the quest for the best. And, you know, there's probably more than 10 cheesesteaks in Philadelphia that are in the nines, in my opinion. Like, there's a lot of top tens out there. And yeah. they just keep, like Wes was saying, they keep loading up. And these, these Plus, I'm eating more cheesesteak a week. How can I? Yeah. I can't like, afford Ferrari to like... are now on the scene. Gazzo's is now on the scene. This place in Bristol. Loretta's I keep talking about. Like, they're on the scene now. Like, next year, there'll be three or four more. Right? Yeah. And if you're getting into that business, you fucking better be slinging something that's special yeah something that i love and and this goes to where i the you know where i started with the cooper sharp is joe's market in glenside with the cooper sharp ardsley same shit whatever (laughs) cooper sharp with their chip steak and their like chip steak is cheaper than anywhere in in the world you know you go in there they got the you know the handwritten receipt and you make your own cheesesteaks, and that's that's and that's a that's the way to go. And that's kind of where I really cut my teeth. And interesting fact, I just heard Joe's has been sold. Have you heard that yet, Nick? I, that breaking news? I, I live a half that's a mile. From news Joe's. here. I live a half a mile from Joe's, Pat. Jack, can you play the news. breaking news sounder for us, or no? We're not that high. Here he comes. Oh. Dave, where Breaking are you at? News. Are you in the city? You living in the city now? Yeah, I'm in the city. I'm over in like Spring Garden, Fairmont area. Ooh, what's what's, uh, what's, like what's there, shaping man. over there? What's your go-to yeah. bar? Ooh, Kellyanne's. It's like two oh, blocks from me. Yes, Kellyanne's Irish Pub, baby. That's yeah. the best. Oh, so you're Big. not far from like Broad Street, Temple, the Met, right there. Yeah, yeah, we're, I'm right there. Um, Kellyanne's, their wings. And I, I like it's a little bar, but I like it. That's where that's where I go for my beers. Those guys are those guys are the guy. They, those guys started the Kenwood beer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great dudes. I was in there a couple times before a show. They spotted me out right away and wanted to fucking just you know talk about cheesesteaks and wings. But that's nah, a great, Mick, great, great. You spot. got t- tell the boys about when you're walking along the beach this week and you got spotted by a, a Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. No Listen to this. I mean, this guy's down in the dumps, folks. Point of picture. The Sam Boner page gets hacked 72 hours before this. Literally the day my man is going on spring break with his kids, vacation, been grinding, wife been grinding, kids in school, flies down to South Florida, spring break, the fucking Sam Boners get popped. Well, 72 hours later, Mickey's walking on the beach, you know, crying and, and sulking. <laughs> and, and guess what happened? Yeah, some dude jumped right out of his beach chair and was like, Sam Bonner! <laughs> Get out of here. From Canada, too. And then he ended up being from Canada. Him and his brother, Dan, are like gigantic fanatics of the Sam Bonner page. And no, honestly, it, in all in all honesty, it, it lifted up my spirits because it, it has been a tough, tough seven, eight days here. 
working with Meta, who doesn't have a fucking customer support structure to save their goddamn life. So I haven't been able to get in touch with anybody. Got a couple letters sent out to California. I got a law firm team looking into it. But no, man, it's the little things like that that's not going to stop the Samboners. It's guys like you that aren't going to stop the Samboners. The Samboner Nation is stronger than Instagram in itself. But yeah, just to get somebody, especially out of Canada, like, holy shit. It meant, it meant the world to me, man. So yeah, dude, we're out there, man. There's people Sambone all over the country, baby. But you, you have a great, you built a great community of sandwich lovers. Like it's it's you can tell it because like you share people's videos. People people are excited to do a review. Like I get excited to do a review. I get excited to see where you're going. Uh, what people are doing and like different areas, uh, not only just Philadelphia, but like you have correspondence everywhere in the U.S. Well, which that's is what I try cool. to I try to say that, Dave, all the time. Like some people don't even know what a Sam Boner is. They'll be sitting there eating a sandwich and they don't even realize they're a Sam Boner. Everybody's a Sam Boner, right? If you don't like to talk about the fucking sandwich that you're eating and you got problems, you should be yeah. eating a salad. Speaking of which, salad boy, come here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no, nah, man, it's a fun cult community. I think it's going to continue to grow stronger. If we get the page back, great. If we don't, we reload Sandboners 2.0 and uh, Maniac. I got, a, I got a line on the Bat uh, Parks app for getting the page back or not. It's a special, and the line is currently at minus 250. So it looks like you're going to probably get it back, I'd say. So, you know, let's just let's just load up on that bet and uh, and I'm betting money that you're you're going to get it back. So, is stay a, positive. Is there a promo code for people to join the Bet Parks app while we're at it? Yeah, it just oh, to join the Bet Parks app? No. <laughs> no there is. You could you could type in boner and see what pops up, but probably nothing. You get like a $1,000 deposit. <laughs> type in Maniac wish. for $250. Well, we are going to be coming out with something soon uh, for Blackjack. You'll get a. I've been doing some Blackjack videos. They've been doing well on TikTok on the Bed Parks Instagram. So be on the lookout for that because that will be the code. Yo, Wes, yo, Wes, you're not $10. letting this kid take your money, are you? No, no. I'm, uh, I only bet inside the casinos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or bet, or bet <laughs> on yourself. Dave, 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 talk to us a little bit before we close down. You know, what, what inspires you to just continue to get after it, man? I can't keep up with you, dude. You're, you're, you're Sam Bone and breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast. Uh, you're, you're, you're at a wedding every weekend. I mean, you literally <laughs> are the chugger of fucking life, man. Talk to us about it. I, I like, listen, as you can see, I'm a big guy. I love food. Uh, and there's so many different types of food, uh, different cuisines, different cultures. Like, this is, like, people have hobbies. This is, like, my main hobby. I like going to new restaurants or restaurants, trying new cuisines, meeting chefs, uh, like kind of like dissecting the flavors that are in dishes. Like it, that's this is fun to me. Like afterwards, meet like if me and my girlfriend go out to dinner, we'll we'll try a new restaurant and then we'll talk about like what did we really like, what didn't we like, or was this a phenomenal meal where we need to make a reservation? Like as we're sitting at the table, it's that good. Like it's it's a passion of mine, and not only that, but I love sharing. I love sharing good reviews. Like I don't, I don't like trashing restaurants. Minus the Della Sandros. I feel like cheesesteak places are big boys. They can handle it. They're a big name. But uh, as far as like restaurants, like I understand, like a bad day, like a bad review can really affect uh, like a pizza shop, mom and pop shop. Like it could make or break a break of day for them. Um, so if I don't like it, 
for, for the most part, unless it's like a horrible experience, uh, I just don't post it. I post the good, the good reviews, the places I want to share with people. Right. I'm not trying right. to put anybody down. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's hard though because that's the that's the content that people want. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, get that. I, I think it's it teach their own because everyone has their own business model. Um, I like uplifting people, uplifting uh, restaurants, owners, stuff like that. Uh, or at least finding like the silver lining, like even if maybe the meal wasn't that great, maybe the cocktails were amazing, or maybe they're offering something that's not uh, that you don't see that often. Um, and if it's really bad, then I just I skip over it. So there's a tell right there. If you see Dave doing a uh, cocktail review at a restaurant, their food's probably shitty. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Nah, spot on. What's your big big plans for the summer, Dave? Well, I'm sure I'll see you in Seattle. I'll see you in Seattle. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Dave's, Dave's a South Jersey guy. I see him in Seattle all the time. Uh, usually uh, a Miller High Life in one hand and a cigar in the other. Yeah. Oh, Dave's doing it right. Well, Dave, yeah. we're a bone together. Yeah. Uh, we actually bumped into Jason Kelsey last week. He does an NFL media thing, and he, he just bought a place in Seattle, and he – He's like, dude, we got, you know, I'm into the same boner thing. Let's do a, let's do a review together. So maybe we'll have, we'll do like a call to the OGs, call to the followers, Mick, and just do all one big, big, get the horn, get the conch, conch horn. News team. That's crazy. You know what street he bought on? I can't, I'm not going to say it on here. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll tell you after. Yeah, he bought, he bought <laughs> the uh, apartment right above me, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mix, mix, let him stay in his uh, guest guest room. There you go. But now, nah, yo, fellas, this has been an awesome, awesome day. I really, really appreciate you guys coming on. You know, I'm gonna fucking keep on Sambone, and hope you two continue to keep on Sambone. And Maniac Malloy, I'm sure I'll see you. You're probably in my backyard right now somewhere. But yeah. Maniac, as you leave, can you give us a like a strikeout call? <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep it. People are working around here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, man. You can drop. Love you. Hope to see you around soon. Awesome. See Sam you guys. Boner. Sam Boner out. <laughs> That's when you know you're a loyal listener. Maniac. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Good stuff, Mick, as always, pal. How fun is that? They're the best, man. Some of the best right there. Call to the bullpen, baby. And we have the ump. To finish it off. <laughs> now, that was good. I, I think that we moving forward will continue to bring some of the Sambo Nation on uh two or three at a pop because those guys deserve more than five, ten minutes. We're we're living, we're learning. This has been an unbelievable experience. Like I said, Sam Boner show, Sam Boners continues on. We march forward. Everybody have some high hopes for us. Uh, uh like I said, high uh, hopes. We got high hopes. There's, this, there's hopes. the song right there. Kick off this episode with high hopes. But uh, I will. We used to sing that at Temple uh, when Ed Foley, my my tight end coach and special teams coach, Panthers, Baylor. Now he's in Nebraska. He would get up and once there was a and we would sing it and it was like legendary at Temple. Um, I sing it to my kids when they go to bed, man. Yeah, it's the best, the best. So Phillies aren't off to a good start, but. It's early. We're only 12 games in on 162. What's your, what's your, real quick for you, Jordan, real quick. What's your take on the clock shot, the shot clock, Colin? You like that? Um, I think it needs to be a tick longer. Just yeah. a tick, just a tick longer. Maybe another, another five seconds. Um, I like it. I think it's cool. I think that's good parameters. I think to be so stern around it, 
Yeah, we were just talking about that, like a 6.40 start, a shot clock. It's like these guys are in the stadium, and before you know it, they're out of the stadium. It's like I feel like it's a little too fast. Yeah, it's a little too fast. I do like the earlier starts. Um, I think kids, parents get off work at 5. You scoop the kids up. You get down to the game. You get in there. Um, you know, it, it's a great question, Mick. I, oh, I just think they're too hard and fast on it. And I think when you get to the ninth inning in these big moments, you want the ninth inning to be longer. I, I, w- I would extend it in the ninth. I know there's different rules and it's confusing and I know it's not the same for each pitcher and I get all that, but these are the moments that people want. People, baseball yeah. lovers love baseball. Cater to them too and the future. So listen, it adds another minute or two. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I think it's a great start. They'll probably do it this year and they'll edit it next year. Yeah. So it happens yeah. every year in sports that people don't even know, like, and, and we'll, I will digress here, but in the NFL, like the refs come in, we have refs that come to every training camp and that's how they get warmed up for the season too. They'll spend four days with us and you build a relationship with them. They'll tell you what, and they're like, listen, our off season meetings with the owners or with, with, you know, the NFL front office is we need to do a better job at calling this hands of the face, pass interference, whatever. So guys, we're going to be, we're going to be watching it. That's why like, I don't feel bad for players sometimes or calls like it's calling Super Bowl. Like they you know, as a DB, God bless those guys, that if you're going to grab a guy, tug him, pull him, it's getting called, especially if the ball comes over your head. Now, if the ball's not thrown that way and you tug him, there's no flag. And I know that's annoying to fans. Why is there different rules? But unless it's egregious. So, yeah, I digress. But every year they change it. Say, hey, listen, we're going to soften up on hits of the quarterback here. We're going to call more of this. So I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but I wish they could have some sort of like contingency, like, you know, midway through the season, like, an evaluation period, right? Because as we get closer to the playoffs, like there's going to be some situations that American sports, my one beef with it. And again, I don't, I used to, this is all I used to know, but now that I've gotten the premier league, they're just so more open-minded. They're such more open-minded on like yep. everything, social issues, ref, everything's like open, almost like the XFL. Like when you watch the XFL, they're up on the, you could see the ref talking to the replay guy and the conversation. Now, the NFL is not going to do that because it gives too much access to inside. But that's awesome. You're like hearing literally the ref on the field talking about, well, what, does he have two feet down here? Yeah, he does. Okay, does he bobble it? No. What do you think replay official? Well, it up. well, you saw in the MLB. These guys don't even have to look at the camera. They just trust whoever they're talking to up in the, the main. Yeah, group. and I think that's cool. If, if you could hear that conversation, though, how cool would that be? Like give people more access. That's what the sales – that's why you have this podcast. Give people more access. Like we're chopping it up bullshit and like people love the Sam Boners. Well, here's another layer of Mick. Here's another layer of the OGs. That's why yeah. we have the bullpen. Oh, dude, one of the best experiences I've ever had was that uh, Beth Page Black, the, the U.S. Open in 2009, Sirius XM Radio was sponsoring the event. They gave every patron a plug. So you're watching like Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth, but you're listening to the entire event. I mean, how fucking interactive is that? It was yeah. a really cool experience. And, dude, that was 13 years ago. You're, you're, you're spot on. I'm surprised you don't see more, like, unique yeah. opportunities like that. But. And I get – there. Oh, everyone says, oh, you know, the biggest discussion amongst the players is, like, should we be mic'd up more and, like, hear it live? Like, you pay, like, 100 bucks a game, pay-per-view, for, you know, an unedited version of Kirk Cousins or Jalen Hurts. And it's great and all, which that's a little aggressive, but I think from the reps perspective, who are the professionals, they should be wired up. We should hear those conversations. I agree. Um, I agree. But for players and coaches, a little much. It needs to be edited. That's like, why, like the, you know, back in the day, like the veteran stadium, like if you were in the 300 level, 
you were the only ones that could see the replays. Remember all the TVs that they hung underneath the uh, 300 level? Like you'd yep. have to run back sometimes real quick. Like I want to see the replay because you didn't. They didn't show it on the big fan of vision. Anyway, we're getting off a tangent. I could talk all you, day. Do you miss the vet? I absolutely, dude. One hundred percent miss the vet. I mean, I don't, you know, miss the the day I spent, you know, hanging out in their prison cell for four innings. But that's another Uh-oh. story for another day. Oh, tell it, Mick. Ah, I can't tell it, man. Man alive. I was an asshole. I deserved it. But I did. So I will tell the quick story. Free Mick. It's like the Sam Boner page. You're pretty <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was a, an asshole. I was 18 years old. It was it was an opening day, actually. And I uh, I threw a like a hot a beer can. I, I, I'll just I'll just be admit it. I threw a beer can off the 700 level. Got caught red handed. They grabbed me. Oh, shit, man. I'm going to kill myself for telling this story. But they grabbed me. They, I don't know if they cuffed me. They threw me behind my hands, and they took me to the infamous Veteran Stadium prison cell. And uh, they threw me right in there. They had me take down my, my pants, take off my belt, my shirt. So I'm in there with my boxers. I definitely was selling out my tidy whities that day. But that's either here or there. I'm in the, I'm in the prison cell, and a good, like, hour goes by. I'm in this prison cell, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, hello, hello, are you going to write me up? Are you going to send me sale? And what's the story here? I'm just not, I'm not getting any feedback from anybody. So uh, I start knocking on the door. I start pounding on the door. And as I pound on the door, the door opens. And I pound on the door and it opens. And I look down and my pants, my belt, one of those, do you remember those old school belts? There was like uh, those interweavy, like brown belts. I don't know. I wore it at wood. It was the cheesiest belt ever. And my clothes are sitting there and I'm like, Yelling, anybody out there? Anybody out there? Nobody, nobody. And I see like another door exit right outside the stadium. So I'm like, holy shit, man. Quickly grabbed my clothes, uh, got out of the prison, went out this exit door. And before you know it, I'm in the I'm in the concourse. I'm but I'm outside the stadium. So I'm not in the stadium. And this guy comes walking by. Ticket, who needs tickets? Like the fifth inning. I'm like, how much? <laughs> I bought a ticket for four bucks and I went back into the stadium and sat so sat, sat somewhere else for the rest of the game. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I broke out of the uh, the vet prison. Uh, one of my, I don't know, many claim to fames, if you will. But yeah, those are the days, man. The veteran stadium, you could you could get away with a lot, man. You go into the bathroom and if the stalls were filled. You pu- you took a piss in the sink. I mean. <laughs> Different world. Different I don't know world. where this went. I thought we were going to cut this show off 15 minutes ago, but here we are talking about my story from the vet. Jesus Christ. Well, the lovely thing about a podcast is we can all <laughs> it out. Good stuff as always, Sam Boners. Um, stay tuned. You know, Del- if you haven't, if you're listening again for the first time, go back and take a look at some of our past episodes. We've had, you know, um, we've had people on Angelos. Uh, why am I? Why am I rolling a blank here? What's his first name? Holy Danny? cow! Danny? Danny, thank you. Danny yeah. from Angelo's. We've got a Delco episode. Uh, we have a South Philly episode coming up at the end of the month. Seattle's coming. So, you know, we're keeping it loose. We're keeping it light. We're having fun. Keep supporting the guys. And then check out the Sam Boner show, the new Instagram page for the Sam Boners for the time being until we get the Sam Boners back. So I'm out. Sam Boner out. That's Mickey. Sam Boner out. Keep on Sam Boner, everybody.